0: Skate Creative Podcast. My name is Joel Curtis. I'm a musician and skateboarder. My guests this week for another video review episode are Ben Powell and Ryan Gray. Ben is a teacher and was editor at Sidewalk magazine for over 20 years. Ryan Gray works as Skateboard's Companion and also worked with Ben at Sidewalk. In this episode we'll be talking about Drash 3 by Hilda Quick, Dan Fisher Useless Rotating Assets Part by Quentin Guthrie, Atlantic Drift Bangkok section by Jacob Harris, and in the Spotify extra episode, Veil vale by Zach Siglas. Spotify subscriptions are now live, and you can get all the extra episodes today by subscribing for just two ninety nine a month. Patreon, hopefully, will be coming next week. Um, just by ironing out the last little bits of that now. Um, if you don't want to use the Spotify platform, that's fine. You can copy the RSS feed either from Spotify or want to get Patreon up and running from there into whichever platform you want to listen to the podcast on it was great to catch up with ben and rye again it's always fun to talk about videos with them and hopefully we'll try and do these a little bit more regularly um in the new year maybe before christmas too i hope you enjoyed the episode
1: no well it's probably easier for you to edit as well as if it's clear <laughs> isn't it because there's three different what well, i
0: Hopefully, yeah, because it, it, yeah, it just c- it cuts out a bit the static and all the rest of
1: it. Okay, I'll try like not to eat should. fucking Bombay mix.
0: <laughs> eat Bombay mix or... Was there, was it was
1: fucking Saturday just stuffing Bombay fiddle, mix. Or fiddle
0: with there. plastic bags or whatever you were doing last time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure the dog will come in and piss <laughs> me off <or>
0: <laughs> Anyway. So how's, it, how's everybody been? Are you everybody all right? Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Good to see
1: cheers. you. you. Let me just crack yeah, I'm well. Oh, cheers. I've got some free beers because I mentioned to my friend Danny... But we were doing a podcast, and uh, so I got—I can't got, show got you because well. unreleased yeah, beers, but uh, from Play Brewery, unreleased
0: beers. <laughs> I'm
1: on some You've unreleased shit.
0: Unreleased beers.
1: Yeah, oh, get him, get him on StockX. That's like well, you see, I can't plug a fucking microphone in, but I can get unreleased
0: <laughs> beers. <laughs> Are they undis- undisclosed amount of alcohol in them? Well,
1: he like did they he didn't know. know. <laughs> he was like, they might be three percent. They could be eight percent. Go, go see what happens. <laughs>
0: Approximately,
1: yeah. Between I've only got two eight. of them, and then I've got normal, oh, okay. bit, So we Is should that, be fine. Okay. Yeah, to answer good. your initial question, yes, all's well. It's Friday night. I'm good, not at school good. tomorrow. Hurrah, you two.
0: Uh, yeah, got to work tomorrow, but yeah, yeah good.
1: That's all right. Zeta's away, yeah. she's
2: gone up north d- for a couple of days to try and do some skating. So it's just me, me, and the boy. Oh, oh right.
0: nice. Oh, is stuff. he gone to bed? Is he yeah, he's gone to bed. Is bed is he needs to get uh, him to bed just after
2: jump,
0: seven. around so, somewhere. Yeah. Hell, man. Oh, kids go to bed at seven. Respect
1: for that, right? We were still God. farting about at fucking. Well,
2: I knew seven. I knew that we like I had this on the horizon, and I had like a bit of work to do beforehand as well. So I was like, right, seven o'clock, seven fifteen. He's in bed, mm. and then I've got an hour or so to get sorted before we do this strong yeah.
0: I, I go i go to bed before my kids now that's what happens is because they're fucking <laughs> out <at> like <laughs> doing shit till 11 o'clock or whatever and you've just
1: bed. been away aren't you yeah. as a family didn't you go somewhere joel
0: we went Well, we just went to sheffield for uh, a couple of nights which was good mm. but yeah i saw i saw baines and rob and some people so yeah that was nice but yeah, yeah good. just a little, a little i bit
1: saw away. baines recently I was, so, rob yeah. as in ramsford
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. How's he doing? Just, Is he all c- right? C- c- yeah, he's all right. He's uh, plugging away as usual. Mm. P and D in, and uh, yeah, just uh, yeah. Oh. I went to the stuff,
1: house but, the yeah. other day. we been going to Hillsborough Leisure Centre. You may be aware of oh, that, really? Joel, with the to pirate to, ship to swimming what?
0: pool. The pirate ship swimming oh, pool. Oh, well, that's no, pretty been
1: good. There. Next time you are around, right? We should go oh, there. Oscar, that's well go good. Go good. Your kids are probably too old
2: for that now, Joel.
0: Yeah, maybe. Not, yeah, maybe.
2: Not hyped on pirate ships.
1: <laughs> got a wave like machine. It on level,
0: but, you know, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so Ayumi was doing pivots at the house, right? Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, we went skating last Sunday because I realized I've not skated yeah, for a fucking 100 weeks. So I went and skated for <laughs> a bit. <laughs> not 100. How, how
0: do you find it these days when you got... Because when I actually go skating, I'm like, yeah. when I'm actually skating, I'm fine. I yeah. mean, I. Not like I do any fucking tricks or anything. I just mm. kind of like ride along.
1: No, no, I mean these days the warm ups, the sesh for me. <laughs> yeah, and, pretty uh... much. But the next day I'm
0: absolutely fucked. I'm fucked for like days my, afterwards. My legs, like my one leg, but like basically the the my pushing leg, like the toe on that side is like so fucking arthritic now. Mm. Like just hurts all the time. So basically that. That kind of, like, slapping, pushing motion that I've done for the last 30 years has just ruined it, basically. I was
1: reading something online the other day. Somebody was... So, you know, like, obviously, Curb, renaissance and all that shit. And somebody was complaining... It might have been on Slap, was complaining about calling it low-impact skating for, like, old men, when, (laughs) in reality, you're just going, like, 15 mile an hour directly into a solid object. So it's no surprise that, like, pussy old man skating still really hurts. Also, I have to say, Joel... Me and Rye were never very good. I mean, Rye can still do lots of tricks. Neither of us can. But you're both good. You skated them. at a yeah. pro level and I did in it. And we're both fucked, which is kind of d- democracy, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm all right. Yeah, I can, probably, I can yeah. still keep going. Everyone, everyone's fucked in the end. Yeah, but while I was, I'm fucking overweight. That's why it hurts me. Joel, you're just fucked. But Rye, you're... Basically, an Olympic athlete. Like I I was never, I was never very
2: good. And when I skate, I literally just do flip tricks on a flat bank. So it's not like I'm exerting myself too much. But I feel like I can maintain this level for like another another couple of decades. I think.
0: Well, I was gonna say you're not even you're not forty yet, are you? Nah, how old are you?
1: Thirty-nine. So. And you custom. skate pretty 39. much every day, right? On and off. Do you know off, what right? it, it yeah. is?
0: Like the, it is the it is the consistency which is the thing. Because as soon as you start, like the thing where I got fucked basically was like when I had kids. Because I was still pro then, but mm. then I was basically like I was working in fifty fifty and making a, a, a loss. Basically, you could <laughs> traveling on the fucking train every day. Mm. But so it was just that thing of like, oh, my wife's got a good job. You don't have a good job. Who's quitting work? It's yeah. going to be you because you uh. don't hurt anybody. So I was like looking after Logan the whole week and then trying to skate the weekend. So, and I was, before that, I was skating like fucking, you know, six times a week or something yeah. stupid. You know what I mean? So as soon as you just, you know, you're in that kind of, because because I'm not part of the Niger generation who had like a, a fitness regime and a fucking, yeah. and a PT coach and all that kind of stuff, then, you know, everything just goes to shit basically. Yeah. So that's when it's that's what it changed for me. It's just like
1: like your muscle you memory goes just, quite quick, doesn't it? On especially well, on flip trips and stuff. It
0: does, yeah, completely. And that's that's how my back got fucked was just being like everything just being wonky and a mm.
2: And I guess if you're only and skating, like, if you, you, know. you if you're not skating for five days and then you're going out skating for two days and expecting to still be able to like film clips and shoot photos and exactly, do stuff that's yeah, at a certain yeah. level, then you like yeah. you could be going months. With that before like between doing certain tricks and then you suddenly like Exactly yeah, yeah. Of course I can back five hour handrail. But you might not <laughs> you might not have done that for like three months by that point because you've been skating two days a yeah, week. Completely. So.
1: It's really <laughs> no, it's weird your... though, because you know how to do it still. And
0: well a, the thing is, is your body it, knows how to do it. But it's so your body weird, knows that how feeling. to do it, but your, your body doesn't. It's weird.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's my body's just going, Why do you want to do that? You fucking daft bastard. It's like you've do you know what I mean? But yeah. It did I really enjoyed it but Ayumi was saying I used to, like when me and I lived in Oxford it was what, 10 years ago so I would have been I don't know a little bit older than you right we'd go skate the skate park for like three hours then go home, get pissed and then go out skating again for another three hours and it was like nothing <laughs> if I did that now yeah. I'd seriously I'd be in hospital I think I'd be like in serious trouble <laughs> but
2: even when you moved back to Wakefield we'd still we'd go down the merricks like every night. And that'd be mm. me from Leeds and you from Wakefield, and we'd be there like five nights a week.
1: Yeah, like for hours. Do you know what I mean?
0: But yeah. then, well, that's the it's it, it literally is the fucking ten thousand hours, isn't it? You know. What
1: mm. mean? It's, yeah, it's yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
2: And I tell you what, that's, that why doing, that. that's why I'll Go be on, doing That's why I'll be doing front it for the rest of my day, so I've definitely done ten thousand hours worth of front it <laughs> and front <laughs> hey, rocks, did you know, and rocks <laughs> on stuff. But... Yeah, on Instagram?
1: That was great. Yeah, that done was
2: good. That was great. Done one this year. yeah.
1: Well, I've done, nice. and done one for a decade, so don't worry about it. The last time I did one was to piss off, what's his name? Not to piss him off, but uh, Tom's friend who was really good at trying to do 360 flips Callum. and never landing them. Yeah, yeah. Callum.
2: I only landed stuff. it because
1: he was doing my editing for not landing them. That's probably the last you time I did. used to one. fire
2: them out quite regularly, though. I'm sure I've got
1: flips. Right, yeah, doing I had that shit flips. on lock, but it's <laughs> thoroughly not on lock now. <laughs> <laughs> thoroughly unlocked. Mm. I remember having a conversation with Snods when I was younger, a lot younger, and him saying, oh, I can't do kickflips anymore, or I can't do something anymore. And I, was, I remember not understanding what he meant. Like, what do you mean? Like, you, you're still killing it. You can still pivot, fake your mini ramp or whatever, but you can't do that. And he's like, oh, you'll understand when you're my age. And it's like, yeah, I understand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but who knows what age Snods was when that was said. How old is Snod? I mean, he
1: could have been fucking 50 then, for all I know. But he could have been 30 as well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> or fifteen. He's got one of those kind of like eternal faces, has not he? Because he went yeah. bald quite early. It's like he could be any age. There's
1: a few you know, actually. Felix is like that, and Zangie's like yeah. that as well. You don't like yeah. they've been around forever, but they haven't really changed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, at least in Felix and Sangi's case, they both skate every day. So, like, being old doesn't matter. If, not every day, but all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true.
2: I tell you, when we were in Huddersfield a couple of months ago, no, it was when we were going to Scotland, so September, and we were skating, we went to go and skate the hip, you know, the one around the back of the shopping centre. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And we all met up at a car park at the top end of town by the bus station. You know where those little banks are that everybody used to skate? Like Doug? Oh, Doug. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we were just stood there getting warmed up, waiting for people to turn up. And then Felix just, like, came walking across the road towards us. And I was like, no way. Like literally, like, we're, we're here for, like, ten minutes before going to, around the back of a shopping centre. And then, of course, Felix, Felix just turns up. The like, standard, isn't it? What's
1: going on? Best dude ever. Yeah, quite is Literally. Um, what I was going so, to say was, did you read that art yes. or thing that I said?
0: I did read it, and I, I think that was that's. Uh, it really, I find that really interesting. So uh, what's it's like? What's who's done that writing? Or the, so you, the, do you know who Mackenzie Eisenhower
1: hippie? is? He's dead hippie on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, it's him that's. Yes, done it. yes, yes. But I, I mean, and I you, only you, look, I've read you, the interview. He used but to write stuff know. for mags, didn't he? But, you what? Yeah. Sorry.
0: He used to write stuff for mags. Yeah, he yeah, he's, he's really good. Big, he
1: fucking kills it as well. If you look at his Instagram, and he's amazing still. Yeah. Okay. He was a staff writer for TransWorld, right?
0: Transworld, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah, he's yeah. done a bunch yeah, of right. stuff for Slam and I think maybe he's done stuff for free. He does Village Psychic or whatever it's called, all them kind of oh, yeah, yeah. slightly might, highbrow my, skate websites. Might Mike Rod
2: Cult of really Tom. Yeah, really good.
1: Yeah, possibly. That could be him, yeah. He's a Tom Penny fan, and in fact, didn't he write that Church of Tom article, the famous one? Yeah. Yeah, because he's um. He I bought his book actually. He's done it. There's that a thousand skateboards. Have you seen that, you yeah, 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 No, I haven't. It's oh, really I've, I've good. seen it as a it's thing like not, I've he's seen the physical book, but yeah. Sixteen quid on Amazon or something. I bought it the other day. I mean, oh,
0: was it? Okay. just oh, nice. Jeff
1: Bezos Forever, obviously, but it's the only way I could find yes. it. But it's it's really worth yeah. there's loads of sick graphics. It's not not that much text, but there's loads of cool graphics to look at, I guess. Mm. But yeah, the Arto thing. This conversation kind of made me think of that because he talked, you know, like, um, he talks about kind of the trauma, not trauma, but like dealing with not being able to skate anymore. I mean, in his case, he means physically not being able to skate at all, I think, but it sort of relates to what we're saying like, the sort of the uh, unavoidable reality of your body rebelling against it's a teenage thing isn't it, it venerates you the, 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 so. the long
0: defeat i think yeah i don't mean school, it's
1: a teenage yes. thing like you can only do it if you're a teenager but thinking about it in like a a progressive kind of mainstream skate culture where it's hard to do it when yeah. your body's fucked and you've got kids and you know or yeah, maybe i'm completely. just making excuse. but i think no that I mean, like arto's situation yeah. is different because he
2: how many knee surgeries did he have
1: it's just yeah, like it's six, six or like something, isn't s- it?
2: Six it's, it's, seven, yeah. it's like your average human's yeah. not going to experience anywhere near that sort of no. level,
1: you know. And, it-
0: and he had he had one, he had his ACL replaced as well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he had like
1: a dead man's thing put in it. I remember him saying, "Yeah, yeah." I think yeah. you might have been there, right? When we uh, check me out when we were at his house, but <laughs> he was saying <laughs> yes. that uh, there's nowhere else. To, there was nowhere else to drill into his kneecap to attach like replacement ACLs. So if he snapped the one that was in there, that was it, there was no way to fix it. It was, you know, beyond broken, kind of.
2: And that must have been like 2012 or 2013 or Well, something. he does it. So the, it
1: the, a- the one that screwed his knee up is the Nolly in uh, Really Sorry, isn't it, down the double set, you know, and then it goes to the the camera view inside his knee. So I guess it started at the point where he was still doing really in- – because in that interview he says – I paid to get my knee fixed to film my alien workshop minefield part. Did you see that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's
1: they're... operating on a whole fucking other level, is it? I need it's a dead is, man's ligament. Yeah. I've got a film video <laughs> part to do.
0: Yeah, line it up. Like a
1: fucking we weekend at Bernie's with a fucking Mark One. <laughs> it's
0: not like I need. It's like I need new batteries for my camera or something like that. No, I need a new knee. Thank you. No, I thought much. that was
1: insane, but I guess that's what like proper, not proper, but. Elite High performance, do. I think. Yeah, yeah, like climbers High or performance, fucking... whatever it is. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because yeah. you've got Arto on one hand, where like he's had his six knee surgeries and he's got like a dead man's knee in there, and like he physically can't skate anymore. But then on the other hand, you've got people that are like, um, com- like the opposite end of the spectrum, where you've got people that are like aging that are still just able to keep going and skating yeah. to a level that they're stoked on. You know, people like what? Felix. Sean Goff, yeah, 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 like that, you know. And then I guess
1: on a pro level, you've got like your Lance Mountains and that, aren't you? Mark Gonzalez Gons. and all that—they're all over yeah, fifty and yeah. still like having yeah. it. Do you know what well I mean? Over
0: fifty, yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: Gonz is still—you still see footage of him doing fucking eggplants and shit, don't you? Massive balls and stuff, and he—I don't yeah, know—must he yeah, totally. be fifty-three, something like that.
0: No, he's like fifty-six, maybe fifty-seven. I think sixty-eight. He was bald, so I remember at the end of. Hmm. Uh,
1: yeah, so five years older than me, so 55 or 56, yeah. then. Yeah,
0: 50,
1: Yeah, 56. Crazy. It's worth reading yeah. that, though. I think people, like, I only yeah, read completely. it because I saw the link in Mackenzie's Instagram, but it's quite sort of I grown that, up interview, isn't it? Like yeah, in, but in,
0: it's, it's really good. I, I, I think there's a, a, I think a through line with this uh, podcast as well. A lot of the people I've spoken to on this have kind of like either had a career as a skateboarder uh, or either had a career as, in skateboard media and then had to go on to do, not had to go on to do, but, you know, i have had, have left that to do something else. So I think it really, it, it joins in with that. And I think it's, it is an interesting part of that kind of, uh, and that's, you know, something that I've kind of done with, it, it's been a, a not an issue in my life, but a, a thing of me letting go of skateboarding in a lot of ways, for me personally, because, you both know me quite well, and it's like you know when I do something, I kind of like I really fucking do it, and I'm really into it, and like, and that's how I was with with my skateboarding, really. But then there comes a point where, like I said, with before we were talking about, you know, it just just wasn't actually doable to be like uh, to give the commitment that I did do when I was younger, when you know having a family and all that, well, kind that of stuff. Well, so that leads me
1: to a question that relates to both yeah. things. So obviously, you you and him. Represent like a, t- a type of skating where you're pushing yourself as far as you can, and then you come to a point sure. you can't do it anymore. Not, if you want by the footage, way, not, not put myself
0: on the same level as auto, sorry, no, no, I'm way. not
1: saying that, but what I'm <laughs> saying is that you occupied yeah. a space in skateboarding where your enjoyment of it or whatever, fulfillment from it, yes, was to try and do the best shit you could do. Like that isn't skate yeah, skateboarding for yeah. most people, it's not skateboarding for me or for right, really. I just like doing, shit. I never really tried very hard so sure if you watch footage of yourself is it like positive or does it make you think oh god look how i used to be i do this or do you know what i mean like is it pleasant to just look no, back it's, on it's, it
0: it's it's usually it's usually positive and it's usually like oh yeah you know it, it more reminds me of the times actually rather than actually even doing the tricks or, or like what i could do or something like that it reminds me of, oh yeah that trick was good or this mm. you know this thing was good or i remember that you know how a how hard that was to try or to mm. do or whatever that
1: was. Because I was just thinking yeah. when I was reading that interview, like, fuck. Yeah. Obviously, fakey flip Matt Burrow. I mean, he did a bunch of shit, but that's probably the most iconic trick that everyone remembers, isn't it? The fakey switch, flip switch, baby Bowie thing. Yeah. Yeah, that or I, the I, fakey Ollie thing, fakey Ollie back lip or whatever you call yeah. it down that I mean, he did, I mean, he did fucking loads of shit. But when you talk shit. about
0: someone of his caliber, you're talking about, you know,
1: I mean, I, yeah, I was in them. I was at those contests when he first yeah. appeared on the scene. I was at oh, Munster yeah. and I was yeah. at Lausanne. And yeah. like,
0: yeah,
1: remember, like what just a bit like the Tom Penny thing at Radlands of like looking around and seeing loads of people who got paid loads of money because people were getting paid a lot of money at that point. Looking at some 15 year old kid and being like, Bastard, <laughs> I'm definitely not <laughs> well, in the second car now. And I'm fucked it.
0: I was gonna say, also just be like, fucking your number's up. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, like, and it's, it's it. probably oh, time that. to. It's over.
1: Bust out the CV and have a think. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's like the the interesting thing is because we've you know we're the age we are, whatever. It's like that's happened numerous times to these yeah, 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 people yeah. down down the generations. It's but then like that's a weird Auto thing about the, the lines time in skating that so really people
1: think, don't stop know. being interested in it now. So oh, it has happened you know, a bunch of yeah. times. But people like all of us who have been skating for a long time and are still skating have seen it happen a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Like. When Ryan and I went to that London calling thing, all them, not all of them, but a lot of those UK 70s superstars in skating, there was only like one or two generations that even knew they existed. And then there's people like Ryan who were outliers who were interested in that shit, so searched out that information. So there was a point in skateboarding where people did all this crazy stuff and it like, you know, it kind of epitomized an epoch of skating and then it ended and no one nobody remembered it because nobody saw it. Whereas because people don't stop now or they don't stop being interested in it, we could talk about R to ear, and then later on we can talk about some you know what I mean? Like it's just indicative of how interesting but then, skateboard is. At, at the, at the same time
2: now. now you've got you've got the younger end of the spectrum that have got no interest in the stuff that's happened. Previously, so when you're trying to speak to them about things that might have happened, like within their city or within their scenes, they're just like, I don't, I don't know. Like Leo, Leo was saying that he was out in Bristol with like a younger crew not too long ago, and they were trying to, they wanted to like film a clip, and uh, I won't mention any names for the, to, uh, to protect the guilty parties. But um, yeah, Leo was saying that they were trying to, they wanted to film a trick, and he was like, yeah, but like such and such did that in just fooling. and they were like, hmm. Like never well, it's was. because
1: we're talking like 20, 25 years ago for some of that, I suppose. And to, yeah, if and for, you weren't for, even it. born, are you going to abide by that ABD rule? Probably
2: yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think Leo Leo was just like shocked because obviously, like, he was probably a fully grown adult when that video came out. And like, we were all yeah. we were all skating and <laughs> say, very aware of it. <laughs> I said,
0: that says more about, not more about Leo, but more about being at Leo's age, maybe. Yeah, yeah it probably no, says more about the people you know
1: that noticed mean? it than the kids who were out, like, whatever, yeah, fucking completely. triple flipping up yeah. 10 sets or whatever it is people do now when they're filming.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that article was really good. And I thought, and he's always been someone that I've always, uh you know, <laughs> I don't know if you can look up to someone who's younger than you, but yeah, in that way. No, I me mean like, too. I mean, he's he, obviously that, he's, that... he's
1: rightly venerated as a great, but I don't yeah, think he's completely. yet occupied that position of, you know, like Instagram, like the Cult of Tom thing being a perfect example, he hasn't attained that level of awareness in the generation of kids that Rai was just talking about, the people that that don't, don't watch videos and whatnot. But you think about, like, this, was it? Sorry, Manic Matty, really sorry, and then a crazy gravis part, and then that minefield part, plus all the other shit on 411 and all that. Like, condensing, as it turns out now, because we know that he fucked his knee, like, Five years yeah. into being like a super pro or whatever, all that stuff got squeezed out in such a small amount of time.
0: But that's like 10, ten years of video parts, you know, ten years of like fucking hard performance videos.
1: Yeah, but so probably well, filmed well, you know. over three or four years. Yeah, because he's like Matt he was like injured working. all the yeah. way through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because we I... were talking about building. Sorry, gone right.
2: The thing that I took from the Arto interview was about. Um how ill-prepared people are for life after sponsored skateboarding when you get to that level because you you know I mean it's a conversation that's been had time and again over the last few years but it's like you get to that level and like you're consumed by everything that's going on and you're on this trip and you're on this trip and you're shooting this interview and you're filming this video part and then like you know, for if you damage your need, it just it just stops. And then what what do you do and like what steps are 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 in place for you then to progress
1: onto something beyond your career as a skateboarder? And like the like I mean particularly for that generation, because they're the ones just before like sports shoe companies and whatnot, where people were getting paid like crazy salaries from Soltec and whatnot, you know, so there's the cultural shift and the sort of you know the mental emotional movement away from this thing that's dominated your life but also like you're going from some people that you know people were getting 30 grand us dollars a month from a shoe sponsor and they had like multiple sponsors so they'd gone from like you know earning pop star money to lend you like fuck your knee up and then see you like B and M's over there, man. Get yourself down there. Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean?
0: Job centers that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like people who've been like
1: millionaires at sixteen, yeah. seventeen, or whatever. So in yeah. some respects, because it's very British, you know, it's hard to sympathise, isn't it? But. If I was getting paid that amount of money at 17, I wouldn't have saved any of it. I would have pissed it all straight up the wall. No yeah. problem.
2: But then you you, you have a yeah. problem that the the companies that are paying this amount of money to, like, teenagers that have got no concept of the wider world, um, it's like they're just paying this money to, to them as, I don't know, like, contractors or something. And then that they're not paying tax they don't they're not aware that tax is a thing that needs to be paid and then you give it like 10 15 years and then the taxman comes knocking like well you know you've earned all of this you owe this much in tax now yeah. and it's
0: and we all know people who've had a knock on the door and it's been yes a massive tax bill yeah
2: and it's still happening like it you know it happened to yeah. people back in the like you know late 90s and early 2000s that we know and then it happened again later on to people and then you know a a couple of years ago it it happened to you know people from london again that we know that we're probably going to be discussing later in this podcast it's like that the there needs to be more accountability on the people that have suddenly just been like oh here's like all of this money to be like but you know this is only going to be for a certain amount of time and are you paying tax have you got an accountant are all your affairs in order because you know if the taxman comes knocking you need to be able to like provide evidence for all of this money
1: account sh- for where this yeah. 40 grand you've just got this week yeah from.
2: but if you're given, if you're a teen if it, you, wasn't, if, it wasn't
0: for drugs honestly if, yeah it's <laughs> like if
2: if you're in your teenage years or if you're in your early early 20s and you're given a contract and you suddenly get in like you know a couple of grand a month or something you're just like cool like this is amazing and then after a few years of that but not actually knowing that you should be paying tax
0: yeah hmm. But I think there's, a, it, there's an interesting point about this as well, I think, about the generational stuff, because I think there's, there's people like Otto, and Otto's that kind of prime generation who was kind of like the end of the 90s to the kind of mid-2000s who really pushed the boundaries of what skateboarding and professional skateboarding at a, at a high, uh, you know, that kind of, the, the peak level, basically. I think people like him really pushed it. I think I might have said this on the podcast before, but I remember seeing a, a some footage of Eric Ellington trying to do like a big spin down like a, the Hollywood 12, I think. And it was just one of those kind of raw footage things. It was just him doing it. And like he was taking a fucking in, basically. And like he was trying this trick and trying it and trying it. He must have tried it for, you know, 30 goes to try and big spin these stairs. And he does it. And it's like it's sick when he does it. But it's interesting how there's this kind of like almost kind of inherited knowledge that the pre- the next generation of skateboarders inherits of like, that's possible. And what do they see in the video? They see the make. They see like, oh, this guy rolls up, big spins, the Hollywood 12. There it is. And it's like that becomes the norm in their minds of like what the what the level is. So there's almost like this kind of like the groundwork is laid by people. and it is, it is and There's like a physical toll for that, like with Arto, with his knee, with anybody with any injuries that all that generation had. And I do think there's this kind of just like kids see this stuff. You know, like there was a massive spike around like, I suppose for our generation, it was, it was something as shocking as like Pat Duff in the Plan B video, like all the rail stuff he did in that was like, oh my God, this is like no one's ever done these crazy rails before. And it took a few years for the kind of like skateboarding to catch up to that, but just as the, there's like a kind of like this is the level now, and everyone's like, okay, that's the level, that's mm. what's possible. And, and
1: well, those then, outlier people that we're talking about, yeah. you Artos and you know, etc., etc. They so what was it called? I think it's called morphic resonance. Do you know about that? You know the thing no. about birds used to, when you used to get milk bottles delivered with silver foil. A yes. bird somewhere worked out that if you peck this shiny thing, you got milk. Yes. And then that yeah. knowledge somehow spread on this, like, f- whatever, like, fucking knowledge uh, a field. Psychic, psychic grapevine, yes. Yeah. And then everyone, yeah. every bird knew how to do it. So you need the f- the first person to peck the shiny thing your R toes or your Jay yes. Adams or yes. whatever, your Tom Pennies, exactly. et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. That, so they occupy this. So it's why it's even it seems kind of even lamer that then they get set adrift they get paid they get rightly get paid so much money because they're setting a new standard like you said and they're making the impossible become possible for the next generation it's like leaving a, a morphic resonance that they've laid or whatever you know like a so they should get paid a fortune but it must be really weird to then to go from being so influential in that world to move to do something else where no one gives a fuck not the, the people that you're interacting do not understand that a fakey flick down macbeth is even a thing it's just some words that don't mean anything you know what i mean like it's quite it's like a a real kind of what's the word like ontological shock or something like a real fundamental right. like yeah. whoa i don't mean yeah. anything anymore
0: but there's a, but there's also like a, a an interesting uh, cognitive thing of, about the between the analog and digital thing literally physical and like digital media as well, so there's that, like 2000 is about the cut off I remember getting the Manic Matty DVD after the video had been out and Manic Matty being one of the DVDs like the for the first one that I got I'd just be like, oh shit so this is like, a, you know and literally anything that was on a DVD for that point, then usually no matter what it was did get uploaded to the internet So Yeah, because it was easier to rip from was, it Exactly, yeah. so you could just put a disc in Rip it off. There you go. Which, ironically,
1: which shouldn't be ironic, given you so, my struggles with the microphone earlier on. I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know how to rip from DVDs. I know oh, I have to right, do it okay. from VHS tapes, which is even a well, deader I, format.
0: I, I hate to break it to you, Ben, but you, you, you might not need it now, so it's all right. Well, so, yeah, no, it's, it's not my responsibility <laughs> anymore. Just a quick aside, like,
1: just because you made me think of yeah. it, because you talked about, um, what's his name? Backside Big Spin guy. Uh, Eric Ellington. Eric Ellington. So I was at work the other day, and one of the kids in the in the school skates now, and knows ice skate oh, and whatnot, okay, yeah. and I came in the classroom, and he was watching Eric Ellington's Baker 3 part. And, you know, it ends with the big spin down Carlsbad. That's Baker oh, yeah. 3, right? And without <laughs> yeah, think thinking, so. bearing in mind what I do, I went, gonna get, and I didn't say it, but gonna get fucked <laughs> up tonight. But the kid was mouthing it himself because he's obviously watched it so many times. <laughs> well, this is a kid who's just started skating, who has no concept of skate culture, but somehow Baker 3. And yeah. that that point in history that we're talking about, you know, like the
0: yeah.
1: hammer time or whatever, has still managed yeah. to get into this kid's eyes.
0: But I think that's, that's the really interesting thing about, it, especially, with, for want of a better word, digital culture or internet Mm-mm. culture is... It's like I see it with my kids and music stuff, for instance. they They have no, they have no filter for year, genre, mm. any of that stuff. They just go, "That's good, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good." And it doesn't, it doesn't matter where it's from, when it's from, mm. who it is is doing. If they like it, they yeah. like it. So like not understanding MS,
2: history and it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore, does it? It's like when we were younger, and you'd, if you got it's, into a band, it it's was like linear, you had basically, yeah, you had like you know? you'd, you got into a band, and then you'd you'd have the record from now, and then if you wanted to find out their previous releases, you'd have to go and physically buy the albums, and there was like an investment in the process. Whereas these days, I think Neil said something similar on maybe your podcast, Joel, where he was just like, well, like the, these days, it's just everything that's ever happened is all happening at once, and you can just tap into stuff. So you can just go on Spotify and if you want to listen to like a band, you can just go and listen to like anything. If you're like the Cure, like a Cure song that came out in in like 80 and then a Cure song that came out a couple of years ago, it's the same thing Mm. to a kid these days. And it's the same Mm -hmm. with videos, isn't it? It's like you can just go on YouTube and just be like Eric Ellington and you can watch like Misled Youth and you can watch. Like a death wish part, and it it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just all part of the same melting pot now. Mm. It's all like, the same Like same time man, doesn't definitely. time doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's sick though, isn't it? Like from oh, the that's, yeah, that's, that's really good. it is. Really but like because of the way that we grew up, where you got you where you got into things and you had to become invested in things to to mm. to understand about them and to learn more. It's like I'm, I miss it, you know. But that's just me. Yeah. because uh, I like you know I grew. Up, when I started skating it was the mid 90s and then obviously the internet came along in 2000 and changed everything and it's like I remember what it was like in the like late 90s mm. and then into the early 2000s but then I rem- like I see the benefits of having YouTube and having like this instant access to everything mm. but then I miss. Like the the mystery of everything that happened before, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have to be like so invested in it to to find out about it, and it's just, it's you know it's the same with music and literature and what mm-hmm. you know, everything that's available digitally these days.
0: But I think it's always it's always uh, I think history and culture works in that way. It's like you know you do, it gives with one hand takes away with the other, and and you know those things are often kind of equal. What you gain, and what you lose with everything uh. is the same. You know, it's like. I think it's interesting actually talking about the coming back to the videos we're going to talk about tonight with the with that we've we've got lined up for this. I think there's a bunch of different points with a bunch of stuff which is I think there's well there's two in the in the ones that we've got which I think are really forward facing Mm. and there's two which I think are more of a kind of not backward facing but kind of reference older things okay but anyway Maybe older genres or older...
1: Uh, I'm interested to... Don't tell me. I'm interested to know aspect, which ones you mean Aspects
0: now. of the form, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, like oh, I, 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 like I miss the format of nostalgia and I miss the fact that, like, mm. you know, mystery used to be a thing and you could be surprised by something that you could find physically. Mm. But then at the same time, like, I, I remember when YouTube launched and I remember the fact that you could go on YouTube and type in Tom Penny and then you could instantly see, like, yeah, all, you yeah. know like sections that you'd never seen before and stuff like that.
1: but And just... also that it took away the curation of culture a little bit, didn't it? Which is a good and a bad thing, like you said, Joel, it gives him one hand and because you get to see, you know, like the, you and I talked about this, right, when we made maybe Baghead Flats or maybe the, I don't know, what, a video anyway, and um how the internet took the place of like the extra bonus dvd or whatever you know like all that's the peripheral ephemera that well in fact to go back to what we were talking about baker a minute ago that that company managed to combine hammers and bonus disc into an aesthetic that made their company really popular to this day didn't they but you know like all the stuff that you wouldn't see has been freed by the internet, I suppose.
2: Yeah, because at that point, like, in in the early 2000s to the, like, mid-2000s, when we, when like, when I started making videos with you, Ben, like, we were so strict about what would make it into a video, because we'd been, it was like, you'd only capture, like, the makes or, like, something of significance. And then as time's gone on, it's kind of like, you need more than that to show personality and person because now like everybody's good at skateboarding and everybody can go and film a switch heel down an eight set you, like you need the personality in there to to differentiate what you're trying to show from what the next person is trying to show whereas you know back in back in the day we were just like well we'll just we'll just capture the makes and then we'll just only put, the like, best stuff the going. cream stuff whereas these days like it's it's not as important because everybody's good at skateboarding and everybody can make yeah true. it's like what differentiates you now is what's the what personality can you show in there and um mm. you know like how can you make your crew look like the most appealing crew to be out skating mm. with and your presentation and also, that, i guess you
1: know? in an old school way like who you go out and film with and stuff as well and who's i mean this what i'm about to say now applies to all these videos that we're going to talk about in a minute like it's still the the there's got to be a connection between the person doing the skating and the person documenting it for it to turn out in an interesting way, I think. And I think that, that's, you know what I mean? that
2: that thread runs through all of the four of the videos that we're going to talk about, doesn't it? Because the, the filmer mm. in each of these is as important as the skaters, mm.
1: especially in terms mm. of creating the, the end product. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And he's a good skater, as, or like an avid skater as well. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone who's filmed these four videos we're going to talk about is out skating as much as they're out filming. Yeah,
0: yeah, completely, yeah. That's a good, good point, yeah. Gentlemen, I, this also wor- I may yes.
1: need to get another drink from the fridge. Is that all right? I'm gonna
0: get another drink as well.
1: Yeah, likewise. Let's take a minute and then reconvene. Right. Yeah, I've only been I've caught up on videos because I had half term. That's the only reason I had any right. video suggestions for this.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And then I bought a new computer and it actually plays fast now. Not the one I'm using, the shit one, but the, the new new one. So it's nice to watch videos on instead of it like buffering constantly and it was quite liberate. You know what we were talking about? I like dealing with the trauma of letting skateboarding go. I'd had that computer for fifteen years, and like, lord, most of the stuff was backed up on it. There was loads of shit that wasn't, and I'd always like dreaded it dying, and then it died, and I was like, "Give a fuck!" It was quite, it was quite sick. I can't believe that that <laughs> I can't believe white, that that laptop lasted
2: fifteen years, Ben, but... because mm. it's been fucking dragged around <laughs> that, and. It shouldn't have. It should have been dead like thirteen years it's ago. It's kind
0: of like it's kind of like dog years, isn't it, for computers, it? mate? <laughs> it's and like, I tell you what, I've ragged that bastard. It's been years. all over the place. It's
1: had fucking beer right. spilled yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sometimes have bits of bits of tech like that. They just like like the Terminator. They just don't. They just die,
2: refuse they? and just keep going. Yeah. It's like, I'd just like kidding. to say that Ben's old MacBook was like built to last, but it wasn't. It was just like an old factory media, like <laughs> MacBook. Right, OK. That is,
0: but it just must have been a good one. They they must have assembled it right.
2: That yeah, day, they must have done. So. It must have been built like a brick because it's, yeah, it's it's like a 2000 and 2008 MacBook Pro. Fuck so it's it, like, God, it's, it's fat as well. You know what I mean? It's one of them that's like that big. Oh, yeah. With, with the, the fuckers, with yeah. the disk drives in the side and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> lot more lot more compute for your money back. They're all thin as I tell you what, I've got at
2: my dad's house. I've got a uh, Bingo's old iMac, and it's like one of those ones mm. that's like an aeroplane engine. You know the ones that are mm. like great, fat one just there. fat cones. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, cool. I had something else so, wanted do... to uh,
1: Go on, carry on. I'll feel come back to it's me. In Sorry. There.
0: Well, where do you want to start with these videos, then? Um...
1: Well, I looked at it in alphabetical order, and it goes: okay, Atlantic Drift, then Dan Fisher Eustace, then drafts, then Vale. Do you want to do it in that order? Yeah, why not? It's as <laughs> good it, as order as any. I
0: had it. I had it drafts, then Vale, then uh, the DFA. But the it's drift, your podcast, but... okay. Joel. We'll
1: do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> We're just fucking hired. Um, what do
0: you call it? I think, I think that kind of that, that kind of splits it for me a little bit better. So we'll start. Off, let's start off the draft with drafts, and okay. then we'll go from there. Hang on, let me okay. go down to me. A bit so we're starting note. with draft
2: three. So shall, I, three, so
1: shall, I, shall three, I give this yes. a bit of an introduction? Yes, you should. Give it an introduction
0: well. if you if you know more more information than I do. We should okay, so drafts is the
2: it's the there. third video in the in a series by Hilda Quick, who is she's from Northumbria. And currently lives in Leeds and works in Welcome Skate Store. And this is the third video, which I guess it kind of charts her uh, uh, journey into like skate filmmaking, right? So, yeah, because
1: she's uh, background is like she's a visual artist. I think she's like video art and photography and stuff.
2: Mm. So the first video came, came out a couple of years ago, and that was Drafts One. And then obviously Draft Two was released with Vague. Um, last year I believe and then Drafts 3 is like the third one but you can see like the the progression of like Hilda as a skate filmer and the people that she's filming as well because obviously this one ends with like a full part from Connie who's been present across the other two edits but has like come into her own with a a gnarly end section but maybe I'm getting ahead of myself by talking about Connie straight away
1: but but primarily that uh, it's obviously it's interesting because it's a sick you know like uh culture level video series, but also there's not really many female filmers in Britain. more so there is globally, but aside from the sort of obvious outliers the Jenna Selbys and people like that, like of this generation Hilda's is one of the most sort of um productive. Of that generation of female filmers, right? That would that be right to say?
2: Yeah, I'd say so. Like certainly, and plus, like she's, Mm. like she she's been taken under the wing of Josh Hallett, Mm. who's been like uh, like providing pointers and tips and like camera equipment on occasion and stuff like that.
1: Uh, Because she shoots some of the product stuff for
2: Welcome as well, right? I'm pretty sure she does the majority of like the flat shots and stuff. You know, like the flat mm. product shots and stuff are welcome, get shot by Hilda. But yeah, mm. jo- like Josh has taken her under her wing and um, I think that that shows in the edits that
1: she's now making. Yeah, she's, shout out Hilda because she'll listen to this at some point. She's sound as well. <laughs> I like the fact that this video very traditionally began with the filmer slamming. It reminded me of that one where you fall <laughs> over when you're filming Jerome, right? At, oh, um, at the end of Baghead Flat. I don't
0: know my notes, I was just like, I love a good film of slam. That's yeah, well, good. it starts
1: off with her, uh, I think it's Hilda saying, fuck me, this is dangerous. Like, you know, <laughs> but it's that, it's
0: Port Vale, it, where I'll they I'll are, I'll just right, work right? that out. Yeah, yeah.
1: In yeah. The, where the banks are. So she's obviously mm. hit one of them fucking helicopters. Helicopter yeah, I had a yeah, conversation. Like a, I had a conversation
2: with Hilda about slamming whilst filming a couple of weeks ago, and she said that she's got her technique down where it's just like, the camera's in the air and you take it straight to the elbow. And I was like, I've never mastered that. Anytime <laughs> I've ever slammed, it's just like, fuck the camera. Like I'm saving myself. Like fling that. No, no,
1: no. I've always slammed on the camera came first. <laughs> fuck me. I could grow back. I've got to say actually, because you'll probably listen to this is that, um, I was at that spot two weeks ago because Horbury Ben works in a, a like a Mexican restaurant bar thing directly opposite those banks. And that's Ben Welsh. Ben Welsh, yeah. yeah. Aubrey Ben. The uh, Wakefield's and Wakefield's Geno, Smooth Operator. So he, he told me listen <laughs> to these, which is funny, because he doesn't have Instagram or anything. And he's like one of them people who pretends to not be on the internet but has seen everything. So anyway, it was just a <laughs> hype to see that spot when I rewatched it the other day. You've skated that spot, Joel, you must have, right? Uh, which one's that? The sort of tight, the... tight-ish marble banks in Barcelona near where that Marra Magnum place is on the seafront. They've got a good, good like, lip. like a gap that people do
2: tricks over. By the harbour. Oh, good
0: lip. I think I'll probably have. I can't remember Yeah, you that. must have. Yes, you, I must yeah, have. You point. will.
2: One of the good things about Hilda's yes. series is that she's fully just got wedged into VX life in a very, like, 2000s traditional way, where... She, She's she's not gone for a DSLR setup or like gone to get like the Panasonic or anything like that. It's like she's oh, got, I didn't
1: actually know that. I didn't know what she filmed with.
2: Yeah, she's got she's got a VX. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, she's fully gone down that three chip rabbit hole, like everybody else has previously, which is pretty sick to see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also like the fact that they're skating in Barcelona at the beginning, and everyone's got massive jackets on. They all look like they're in the Wu Tang. It's like the classic, <laughs> let's go to Barcelona, but not check what the temperature's going to be. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, it's boiling jacket, all the time, right? The... Nah, not yeah. in November.
2: Yeah, when you get there in December, yeah. and it's like three degrees, and you've got to have two jackets at all
1: <laughs> times. You've only brought your fucking triple X basketball jacket. and but... yeah, I mean, basketball shirt. <laughs> I <laughs> what know, have I, I, I just saw Spurs. some
0: photos on... on... On Helena Long's Instagram, and she's in Barcelona, and it was looking, looking fucking well sunny. She was like,
1: "It was sunny when was I was sunshine. there, but it wasn't warm."
0: Was it not? Okay.
1: No, I mean it wasn't cold. It wasn't fucking Barnsley, obviously, but it's um, <laughs> it definitely wasn't hot. So, yeah. um, Izzy Allen well, not... is first. Do you know you? Yes. Are you aware? You're aware of some of these people, Joel, right? Because they're in the welcome video.
0: A, a few of them, yes. Yeah. And I think uh, the the main the main takeaway I took from this this video was like I thought this was just like this. Uh, I think Leeds has had probably the best couple of years, maybe three years in like video output that I can think of as, of a British city in the last wh- whoever. I think they've probably had the best. Like most progressive and most like voluminous output from any any city in the country. Basically. I agree. Yeah. Shout out
1: Leeds, LWDD, yes. Moving, moving forward, forward this year, year.
0: etc. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because just the, the sheer you, you've got to you know marvel at the sheer output of everybody who who lives there. There's, and, there's you know, so scene, many crews there. It's fucking hard as nails. Every crew's
2: yeah. got a filmer at least, and most of them are working on a video. at at any given point. And, like, each year there seems to be, like, two, three premieres taking place. And then this year, like, you know, Hilda's video premiered as part of uh Harry Meadley's uh, Civic Leeds weekend. yeah, yeah, Back in out. September. Yeah. And it was, like, mm. at that event alone there was, like, a Joe Allen edit and... Like, a, another local kid had done an edit. I think had there was done four an edit. videos it was that f- premiered at that. Four videos that premiered at, it was in, in, the, in, in then, the Playhouse.
1: Yeah. So Which, in, is, yeah, is insane. The spot that people used to, the, the spot that we used right, to get right, kicked Joel, out of. A lot of people are doing good stuff in Leeds at the moment. It's like the the city's embracing it and welcome a lead in it and there's a bunch of crew. Like the, since we did the last podcast, I reckon four Leeds videos have come out. Probably five because there was, there's um, Joe Winters has put a video out as well. Oh, Joe's, Stanley's, other Joe's, Hilda's, and then there's probably another one that I can't remember, but yeah, like just non stop fucking videos.
2: Yeah. Which is great because I remember like back back in the early 2000s, like, like back in the early 2000s when I remember a specific quote from. Uh, I'm not going to say who it was, but they they said that Leeds was like the impoverished cousin of Sheffield.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that. that. Sheffield
2: was Sheffield was the scene that had the shop and the photographers and the filmers and the crew of people that were sponsored, and Leeds didn't really have any of that aside from man, where.
0: But that's how things, you know, like ebb and flow over generations of people of this and that, you know, like yeah. like, she- like Sheffield always had a strong scene and always, it and it still, still does, yeah, it like, still does have a strong it does. scene, for sure. Um, but you know, it's it, but that's you know, just the, the the way things go, isn't it? It's just like you know, with any 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 scene, any any town, is there's always you know, people come, people go, you know, people are you pro, people are there's a there's a filmer who like, you know. Does or doesn't move to London, or this or that. You know what I mean? It's like all those things. It's like you know. Yeah,
2: but it's good to see that. Especially those those northern towns. Yeah, like Leeds has definitely come up over the past, like you know, the the last since since Paul, really. I guess when when did Paul come out? Two thousand and seventeen. Yeah. So like since two thousand and seventeen, like I think Josh, like Josh Hallett and that crew, have really like taken charge of of taken charge of the scene. And before that, I don't think it really had somebody that was guiding it in such a yeah, way yeah because
1: all the people that were making videos rory and all everyone else vince you and me to some extent filming there like all left or had kids or whatever and like the yeah, new or, generation arrived on not
0: it yeah
2: or like I don't, I don't know like i never really think that even when we were making videos there it was never we were we were never like based in leeds We'd always be doing. I stuff. suppose
1: not. No, no. I mean, this is like Hyde Park is central to this video, and, and is central to all, all that. You know that the the current sort of buzz around Leeds isn't it? That's used as a place where people go first and meet up, and and then. Go, but people are exploring the city again because the city's changed so much in Leeds over the last. 10 15 years or something yeah it really has think about how many spots have vanished in the last 10 15 years mm. you know? like the
2: two main but how spots. many like
1: amazing new spots have appeared as well like playhouse being the perfect example it went from like the hammer spot didn't it that only like people were trying to come up skate to like the mellow ledge spot it's had like two really different incarnations you know so again, to what you said, Rice, it's like sick that that premiere happened there. I have to, some to more video specific stuff, I've written down I'm jealous of women's ability to wear dungarees. I bought some once. Born from a decorating shop. They were ice white, triple extra large. Just and embrace I tie-dyed it. tie them. Just
2: embrace you it. You what? Just, just embrace it.
1: I can't. Darius Dungarees. I thought used I looked look like Student Grant from di- from Viz. Now I'd just look like an unemployed. See, either that or stu- decorator.
0: Super Mario, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, Darius, um,
2: Darius ran the Dungarees for a bit, and he pulled them off. Yeah, but Darius is a Darius is a, is like, Darius man, a not, fucking
0: model, I? though. You know what I mean? It's like, what are you going to What, are you going to want? What? I say he's a model, though. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, not, exactly. He, he's not... he can wear whatever
1: he fucking wants, can't he? Uh, what else have I put? So, um, Izzy really likes to 50-50 scary outledges. So if you don't know uh, Joel, Izzy Armand, the girl who's got the first bit in this, is one of her many claims to fame is that she was the first woman to 50-50 that. You know the scrubber hideout in Leeds, the flat out ledge. You know the one I mean. I'm sure. You... Yeah, L-Ledge, yeah, as it's known by everyone else. She 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 like does some 50s on some grim shit in this. She also does a, a wally outside Top's Gym in Outwood, yeah. which I drive past every day on my way to work, but, which, bizarrely, was also Wakefield's first ever all-women or only-women gym. So it's mad that she's filmed a trick there, like 25, 30 years later. It isn't an all-woman gym anymore, but it used to be. So it's mad that it... You know, like that it's appeared on this video. it's like a nice little bit of that's good, yeah nice un- unnecessary cycle psycho- geography if you want <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I, I put in this video just it this this feels like it just you know it it just reflects a real strong scene this you know mm. and coming back to what we've said in, in previous episodes about this about you know kind of scene videos and and that kind of stuff, and I think you know uh, Connie Gascoigne's section at the end is. Uh, I think maybe on a different level to all the other stuff. and That's not like, uh, you know, No,
1: I think that's fair to say, but,
0: but you know, there's, um, it, it it just felt like a really good, a good thing. And I think it's, it's really interesting to see, especially things like female skateboarding, kind of watching the progression of the emergence of, especially like you say, from from a filming point of view, as well as, you know, a team point of view and all that stuff. And, but this was one of the videos that I thought was kind of like, you know, was one of, uh, this is not criticism at all, but just like this felt like a, a really good grassroots scene. And quite traditional in a lot of ways, and that's not saying that's bad, obviously, but that's like, uh, you know, this, this felt like a really good a, a, a good kind of like building block for what's to come, basically, even though this was rare yeah. really I think that like what's to like... come
2: next as well, because like you know, like, steps, steps like, in, like steps, all good things you know, that happen in up, trilogies. Basically. It's like, this yeah. is the end of, this is the end of this chapter. And then the next chapter sure. is going to be yeah. moving on to like another project. And like, hopefully it'll be yeah, like definitely. full parts from people and you know, full parts from yeah, more yeah, people. Definitely. Cause obviously Connie had that full part in there. Sure. But can we just yeah. say that obviously quarter snacks fucked up, not putting that five O in their last
1: top 10. And yeah.
2: The they did. That yeah, two, that was, two weeks in a row. They could that, that, was included, weak, that. <laughs> that
1: was weak, man. That was weak. Cause you, um, Did you know anything about Connie, Joel? Have you read her interview in Vague?
0: No, no, not really.
1: So she, aside from being like a really good skater, is also like training to be a vet and is like a a really interesting, cool person. man. she's, shout out Connie. She's fucking well good. She's also from, she grew up skating Farringdon Skate Park near Oxford, which is my favourite skate park in the world it's all like super low impact well laid out and whatnot but you should read that interview with her she's like super clever driven career minded like really into skating just fucking sick like really trying really hard to progress for fun's sake but the you know what we were saying earlier about people who set out what's possible by doing that every every woman in this video who is like trying hard and pushing and trying to film the best shit they can and creating the possibilities for the next generation of, of you know, that, like there's, there's a younger generation of female skateboarders in Leeds that are already like you watching them and you can see that the influence from this crew has fed down into them and things that not were not unthinkable but seemed like not achievable are, are like easy now. For the sure. you know like the yeah. the next generation, yeah, it's it's like a it's an amazing thing that's happening, and, and that globally, yeah, I don't, I'm not just talking about this.
2: Yeah, yeah, completely. But it, like, it's yeah, exciting completely. to see, and in relation to like drafts and, and Hilda's projects, like specifically, it's it's going to be exciting to see what comes next, especially because mm. she's become so wedged into the like the the traditional VX filming rabbit hole mm. that, that that we've all gone down. Um, there's there's lots of like solid fisheye filming. All the long lens stuff is like filmed really well. It's like I'm mm. excited to see like what the next production is going to look like after this, you know?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, completely. Yeah,
1: yeah. The um the girl hug at the end is wholesome as fuck as well. <laughs> you know the bit right yeah, at the completely. end when every like yeah. Connie's done it. I guess it's the cab flip in Copenhagen. It looks like that's where yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's that's an NBD surely. You know, like when everyone gonna, does the fucking corny, like high five group hug in the. I was going to say. I was going to say.
0: I, really could. I really could have done with those quite a few. You know, some trips. You know, just a big group hug would have been really nice at yeah. the end, rather than like the. Kind Instead, if you few, go on a yeah. trip
1: to New York where you spend like seven hours filming a line, and then somebody tells you it's stinking? Which is what exactly. happened, Joel, let's be fair. Do you know what I mean?
0: Of course, yeah, of course. I was out <laughs> of McGee, of course it was.
1: Well, let's not mention his name. He's had enough coverage of late.
0: He who must not be named, yes.
1: Of <laughs> <laughs> like Voldemort. Who's, yeah, like, yeah, let's leave it. So, yeah, basically, if you haven't watched uh, Draft Volume 3 by Hilda, you should watch it. And? because Yeah, definitely. It's
2: yeah. got Go Peter, Peter Green on the soundtrack
0: okay always good always good yeah always Which is
1: a a wind. always always a win you can't fault a bit of peter green i know you Come like on. it when it's circular joel The you know <laughs> okay. the Nietzschean yeah. view yeah, of yeah, history yeah, yeah. that everything repeats itself so we yes. we were talking not that long ago about people by putting stuff out and documenting it and putting it out there for people to see you have a knock on you know the butterfly flapping its wings and all that shit so yeah this is a sick video, and it's enjoyable, and it's joyous throughout, but it also represents, like, seeding the future to some extent.
0: I think so, yeah. That's that's what I got from it, yeah, definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say next up on my list is the uh, DFE road Yeah, I guess
1: we part. should probably finish on Atlantic Drift, really, shouldn't we, because it's the biggest. Oh, well, my, I
0: mean, yeah, I mean, I think both – like I say, I think both uh, – the, the first two parts we talked about, I think they do follow mm. – a bit more of a linear kind of like yeah, you know. they're scene
1: videos as well, aren't they? Kind of
0: definitely well, scene videos, but you know, I th- but I think that says a lot about scene videos these days. Yeah, I mean, I'm the of, biggest like, fan
1: there is of scene videos. I think that the, the, of course, the,
0: yeah, but the, but the level of scene videos has has raised so much that they're kind of like. Mm. Well, like you just said, they're a company with, video, basically, yeah, now, aren't they? They're, get, they're getting towards that, you know, mm. with the the quality of footage. Well,
2: but, mm. you can, you can, you're can afforded more freedom when you're making a scene video, whereas with a brand video, like, obviously, now you're you, you kind of... You're expected to be seen to be producing stuff constantly, whereas if you're making a scene video, you, you're beholden to nobody and nothing. So it's like you can literally just hold on to footage for four years and then put a video out. But if you imagine that a brand these days would hold on to footage for like four years and especially someone like zach sailors where it's like he's working a job and he's going out and filming entirely like for the hell of doing it and for documenting his scene it's like you're probably not going to be that inclined to be putting out edits and like little bits for instagram and this or the other but if you're a brand and you are trying to do that then like if you don't put anything out for four years like you don't really exist and then, you, you, then yeah, you're going sure. to put a, put a video out and people are going to be like, oh, cool. And then that might do you some good for a couple yeah. of months and then you'll drop off the radar again. But I, th-
0: but I think that's, that, you know, obviously there's there's a lot of positive things to that as well. And I think there's like a kind of, there's not necessarily the flip side, but the, the thing is as well that I think, you know, because the way we, we all consume content these days is is through whichever, um, you know, either YouTube, Instagram, Whatever it is, um, then all these things kind of like get leveled out, and how we judge things in a way, which is kind of weird in a way when you think about it. It's like so the things that are independent productions, all those things, people doing it because they want, they love to do it. Are judged on the same level as things that have multi million dollar companies at the back of them. I mean, well, it's, it's all you know, just you know, it's thrown like into
2: the same pit. It's, just, it's all it's, content. It's all thrown into, all into like the mixer. Yes. One day on free, this will come out, and then you know, there'll be exactly, a scene edit yeah, from yeah. Norway, and then the next day sure. there'll be like a brand edit from the States, and then something from Australia, yes. and then on vague, there's going to be a scene edit from here, and a company edit from there, and yeah. then Thrash is just constantly oh, but, putting stuff out daily. And it's like.
0: Yeah. You know, which which in a weird kind of a, egalitarian way is really good in a way because hmm. it's like it gives everybody a, a, a free swing of the bat. In a way, it's like oh, yeah, if you can make a good seed video, yeah, then it can be. I think I made a level, note on like, that you know.
1: sort of topic yeah. when I was watching the Veil vale thing that I hoped somebody will give that Zach Sales guy an opportunity to go and I don't know make a shoe video or something. You know, like what happened with Chris Mulhern and all those other people that that started off doing that and then went on to make. I mean, obviously, there's a, there's, you know, there's the Ty Evans thing where, at some point, that's going to detract from your original aesthetic because, like you said, you've got to fit into like brand expectations and stuff. But from a, the perspective of the filmer getting opportunities out of the possibility of this kind of exposure for in in inverted common scene video, that's like a new thing, kind of as well, isn't it? It's almost like
0: open open tab for Ty Evans later on, but yes, carry on.
1: <laughs> no, but it's like you, it's putting your CV out there, isn't it? Like, exactly, loads of yeah. people who work yeah, at brands yeah, yeah. will have watched that veil video and gone, Oh,
0: of course, yeah. Fuck, it will, this yeah. looks
1: amazing. And, like, maybe yeah, he gets maybe the good. chance to go and film, you know, like top tier elite sponsored dudes because of it.
0: But that's just, it's almost like that's where you in your stripes as a, as a, you know, as a filmer, especially, I think, you know, unless maybe less so as a skateboarder, but it's the, it's the symbiotic relationship between the film and fil, film, you know, kind of thing as a, a, a between filmers and skateboarders, which has always been there. It's like, you know, they both need each other to kind of further their own careers. Well, filmers
1: traditionally always got paid nothing, didn't they?
0: And now that maybe like
1: sponsored skaters get paid less, maybe there's more, if you just look at it from like like bare economics or something, maybe that because of the necessity of producing content all the time, perhaps it's creating opportunities for filmers to actually get paid where they didn't really, unless you work for a brand. that, That
0: would be good. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Anybody want to say anything else about that?
2: Leading on from the conversation we were saying about like filmers potentially earning a living, I guess we kind of move on to Atlantic Drift, where Jake has mm. been awarded the. We're on the finger, possibility we're going to do DFE first. Are we doing DFE first, are we? Oh, yeah, DFE yeah.
0: first, I think, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> ironically,
1: if you start talking about filmers getting
2: off <laughs> track, well, <yeah>, we're <laughs> going to talk about Quentin, <laughs> who's working in a coffee shop in London but and filming a DFE part for a laugh, so. Who's literally like one of the best say. filmers in the world? He's one of the best filmers in the world. DFE is one of the best
1: skaters in the country. Yeah, and they're both just working jobs. So DFE, thats Dan Fisher Eustace. We're talking yes. about rotating assets. So
0: who it? does he ride for? Who does? What's this guy's? He's deal? on Chocolate. Uh, so Are he's him from and, Brighton.
1: He's, yeah.
2: He's from he's from yeah, Brighton. From him, Brighton. And, okay, he, yeah. him and Dougie George are both on chocolate on some sort of you know like the royal family sort of deal that Jensen sure, and Brady okay. used to yeah, be yeah, on yeah. with. Lekai, and so. taken
1: seriously, they both get their shit posted on the like the legit yeah, yeah, chocolate yeah. Um, Instagram and that.
2: And then Sh- shoe wise is on Adidas. Um, I don't know how far up the ladder he is with with those guys, but like in turn, in chocolate, like he's definitely him and Dougie George are both on there legitimately from Brighton. Were His, you aware of him before this, Joel?
0: Um, I mean, I'm not so asking that honest, to be a no, dick, it's just interesting. No, no, completely, yeah. Um, no. Right, okay. So, But I probably, I probably have seen some clips of him and some point. He does stuff with this. Is in some of yes. Al
1: Hodgson's videos. Yeah. Is he?
0: Okay. He's part yeah, of that sure, crew. He's part Bryan. of that
1: crew. He's really nice as well, which also is always good to know when you're talking about skate videos. Yeah. But I think this is Get, Quentin's... What about like the football animation thing at the beginning? Is he a sports guy? I don't know. Do I don't know if that was just that they got wear someone wear nice like to long make shorts, someone to make
2: casualy Casually. I long
0: shorts.
2: But I think this is Quentin's last hurrah on the VX, right? This is, is it? This oh is yeah, because he final got a project, are not you? Because it's been mm. like the the assets project for New Balance was all filmed HD, and I think that this is his, this was like the last hurrah on the on the on the actual VX one. If yeah, so, yeah, if the text on free is to be believed, this is his last hurrah with the with the VX1 before moving on to a HD rig full-time. So this is probably
1: the last uh, three-chip project that we're going to see from him. The rotating asset is like a comment on I being like, a skateboarder as it, a commodity or filmer as a um, um, like, marketing exercise, kind of.
2: From what I can deduce from what Josh says, like... The the skaters are being referred to as assets. They're your assets. If you're a film the, the skaters are your assets. So the so the New Balance project, all of those dudes were Quentin's assets. And DFE ah, in this instance
1: is probably the rotating asset. The, yeah, but he's the, a the funny fucker though, to... isn't he? Quentin. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely taken the piss out. I think I don't know. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I thought it was a nice little potential nod towards the commodification of talent <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, this, I, I've got this, this one and uh, uh, the Atlantic Drift Pot. I suppose, what I was talking about at the start of the podcast as being, I viewed the first two as quite traditional in some, in the, you know, best ways. I think these two really blurred the lines with what escape parts should be. And that, I think that comes down to, the people who are filming the videos, actually, and how they're put together. And it's like, because they've all got, you know, amazing skateboarding in, all that kind of stuff. But I do think that Quentin Guthrie and Jake Harris both have an eye which is, uh, I think, unique and very, very specific. And they have an aesthetic that they want to go for in all of their shots that all they do and the way they put together video because they Obviously, they both edited these videos as well as filmed them.
1: Mm. But um, that, I think that's true. Yeah. They both have like a yes. filmic approach to making skate videos, but I don't think they'd have the impact that they have if the stuff that the skater was doing wasn't as progressive as the stuff in this particular case is. Do you know what I mean? Completely, yes. Like, you could be the yeah, world's yeah, best totally, filmer, yeah. but if you're filming me doing a fucking tail slide on a curb,
0: yeah, it's not going to
1: – you're not like – If you're going to film like a ledge part, which is kind of what this is, it needs to all be mental, doesn't it? Basically, and from the first trick, this is fucking mental. Like I don't think I can't remember anyone doing that trick. The opening trick with a two seventy heel flip out of the, you know, on the block at South Bank, it's bonkers. But going back to what you were saying, Joel, about this existing in a perhaps a new place in like skate video making all the rules and stuff. Like the first tricks at Southbank on a ledge, which some people refer to as a skate park, does it matter? No, because the thing that he's doing is that mental. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yes. Yeah, totally. But I think it's like it's it's to do with the kind of like, yeah, that I think the skating matches the level of commitment that the, the, the film editor has to the stuff. It's like I do think, you know, and that's not to say the previous two videos have been amateurish or any of that stuff, but I do think the the skateboarders in these things are quite progressive and quite... Yeah, I mean, these know, are
1: sponsored people with the potential are, these to, are like, profession- get well, and, an American know, paid deal. talk about deal Atlantic
0: Drift, they're all paid, you know, they're yeah. all pro. They're I don't think... And, like, no, he's
1: not... This guy's not paid or pro, but...
0: No, he's not pro, but maybe not, but... Um, but when we come on to land drift, everything that is an established pro, mm. you, know, you know, Tom Locke's got pro shoe XYZ, whatever.
1: But he's following but that pathway, isn't he? Of like, this is how you you come up or whatever.
0: Well, I think it's a, a thing of uh, just like, you know, that I, I think, especially with uh Quentin's stuff, I don't know, <laughs> it's okay, Quentin, but I don't know, but it's like, you know, he has a very specific kind of like aesthetic of what he's going for, and it's like. All his you can tell that you can tell it's his video, basically.
1: Yeah, well he's a maniac. I, I mean you know, we probably yeah. shouldn't reveal stuff, but he's like a very what's the right word? Particular benign dictator when he comes to filming. Okay. Like he wants the yeah. he wants to film the person who's doing the trick, do the trick the absolute best they could possibly ever do it. And he Which wants, is his, a, his a, like a way of, of going, going
2: about things that's sorry, go on, Ryan. He wants his filming of it to be to that level as well like the whole the, like the whole thing that you're watching the clip from like from the start of the clip to the end of the clip to the trick that's been done in the trick or the line that's been done like every frame has to be perfect and it needs to live up to his expectations of what that clip needs to be in in relation to to like this DFE part much in the way that um he worked on Charlie's part and uh, the Charlie's primitive part earlier in the year and assets earlier in the year. It's like I think that Quentin's really he enjoys finding the soundtrack that people might not be expecting when they click play, and he's his confidence in doing so has gone up to another gear like this year with the stuff that he's put out because if you look at like the last DFE part which came out in 2020 on free. The soundtrack for that was like, you know, classic hip hop or whatever, which is you know, mm-hmm. which was great and worked with that. But then his soundtrack this time around, he's got like, you know, Chief Keef. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. like orchestral, and then in Berra, you know, he used mm-hmm. the track from Bloody Barra's part in the ending assets. Well, and he used yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He used Teal One mm-hmm. on Charlie's primitive section. You know, it's like he's definitely veering off into like, how can I w- like work with like, the music to represent the skating, but not to the point where, like, like what he's doing now is where beyond, like, you've got a timeline of footage and then you're going to dump a song on it and then that's that. It's like, this is where you're going to have to sit down and make the, make the whole thing work, like, together.
0: But that is the holistic view of something and to be a filmmaker, in, you know, in the broader sense, is that thing of is the, the entire package of being like, this is what I want this to be. It's not like oh there's there's something that's just like oh my mates you know a mate section or whatever it's just this and that, and it's like there's none of that, and that's not like i say revert, referring back to the the previous two videos there's there's nothing bad about those things about representing a scene or representing a you know a thing like that, but there is also <laughs> without getting too wanky, the auteur kind of well yeah, I mean it's the difference between
1: things. going on a skate trip. And filming some footage, and then the alter the, the other side of it is going to a spot with a skateboarder, <laughs> and suggesting that it's a good idea for the skateboard to do the same trick twenty times until they do the absolutely the best one they're ever going to do, and you filmed it the best you're ever going to film it, yes, because you the, the you're, you're like paying the Kubrick kind of a way of yes. creating skate culture that yes is kind of gone now. You know what I mean? But that's why this stands out because although if you don't know about its means of production, if you don't know who these people are and you don't know their attitude to making it, when you watch this, you still know that there's something different in it from the other 20 clips you've seen. And that's because this process we're talking about has happened behind the, you know, like behind the veil, if you like, to connect it to the other one. yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, totally. And it's like, you know, there's that kind of, you know, that attention to detail, actually, I think, you know, which which is there with a lot, you know, certain, uh, you, you know, filmers, whoever you want to pick from the past is, you know, the, and their kind of aesthetic or their discipline about that stuff is is definitely there. And it's like, I think it really is there with, with Quentin's stuff and I think with Jake's stuff as well, definitely. Mm-hmm. Is you it know, Was it Quentin Harris... who did
1: the... You might need to cut this out if it's not Joel. Did the there was like a Rob Welch reference with a backside double flip. That was Quentin. That was wasn't
2: the it? that was the um Dougie George assets, right? no, that was or the Dougie w. George, George one. Part, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then in this, there's like a Carl Watson reference, isn't the Pier seven with the nose wheelie, nollie 360 out. You know, like the 360 Nolly out of nose wheelie that Carl Watson did. And then there's a few like Henry Sanchez tricks in this as well, and like Quentin. Is enough of a skate geek, I think, to have put that in there deliberately, and DFE is enough of a like a ledge maths guy that he can probably come up with his own shit as well.
2: I was going to say that there's definitely like there's a lot of uh, Henry Sanchez esque maneuvers in this, mm. and I think that like DFE's approach to like his ledge attack game is very Sanchez um, inspired. Mm. Everything is,
1: it's, that's no bad thing, is it? Do you hell know what I mean?
2: no. It's like he looks like he's, he's putting the work in for these tricks, you know? Like mm. ev- everything is like slid for like longer yeah. than it probably needs to be. And, you know.
1: And maybe that's why Quentin's the perfect person to film it, because he's prepared to wait for the, the person to do it like 15 times in a row until it's, it is like that good. Do you know I can, what I mean?
2: I can imagine that like his nose and his tail are like perpetually haggard.
1: <laughs> yeah, From the yeah, amount yeah. of I mean, like, you, you've got to be a s- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The last trick, I even had to text Josh Allen to check that I got this right, and I'd still got it wrong. Well, the you knowledge, the, two, the
2: knowledge 270,
1: like switch blunt shove. Which back, now's blunt, shove it. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: I mean, the way it's filmed, the way he does it, like he definitely did not do that first try. Like, that was fucking hard work, wasn't it? To it didn't, film it it didn't that do good. that
2: first try, but I can't imagine that he repeated that over and over again
1: no but what i mean is like he's you're not going to do that any better than the way that's done and that's like ending on a like a ledge slide move on quite a low ledge like that's quite a ballsy thing to do so you are going to have to do something ridiculously hard and like do it really really well for people to not be like yeah niger 50 to 20 stare and you're doing this you know what but i it, mean it,
2: it was the perfect ender for the part though wasn't it the, execu- yeah, the execution of it was fucking insane, and he, like how locked in he was when he was in the blunt,
1: it was mm. it, it was perfect. Greg Conroy, shout out Greg Conroy, another podcaster. Yes. His, yes, uh, his comment not, was, yes. "Pleasant winning for world leader." I assume pleasant <laughs> winning is DFE. <laughs> that's fucking good. <laughs> and um, I've also made a note. It's been a big month for back nose blunts, DFE ends on a switch version. Frankie Spears over the great at Flushing. Chiron in the video we're about to watch. And Gifted Hater did one on the Little Ledge in his uh, most recent skate park review. Big also big, I w- big, I big up, up blunts.
0: Alec Majors did one down that did one down Oh we did
1: fuck in the Adidas the, part the big, as well.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. not in the Adidas part in the um, there was just a little clip of oh what's that fucking rail God Oh, they in the they like rebuilt a, the Wiltshire rail. The Wiltshire rail, yes, nose ah, yeah, 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 yeah. blended that as well, which was fucking mental.
1: It looked amazing. I don't know where they built it. Where the style. fuck was that, by the way?
0: I think it was the the actual place, wasn't it? Because it looked like it looked like legit. Well,
1: that's what place. I thought. But they were riding off into a fence could, and like Wiltshire. Well, on. there was
0: like a fence and like a fucking like you know. a, or
1: crowd like a box round or, or, or something.
0: Well, they had, they had like a. I think it was. It looked like it was like. The, the same spot but like they got a legit permit to do it. Oh, they? okay. I
1: Who Who thought knows? they built. build
0: Well,
2: maybe. But before before we leave the DFE sphere, um <laughs> back this, to DFE, back to DFE, uh, Jude Harris actually filmed a bit he of this footage. He yeah, well. did. I spotted DfB that too. So shout, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to shout Jude. Jude Always oh, oh,
1: got shout to shoot Jude, Harris, Jude so. in there whenever possible. Yeah, yeah, it? <laughs> Unrepentant Mosher.
0: Yeah. But I, I do think there's like I do think there's a a, a thing to be said for the music in the, both these two sections. Actually, I think there's the music plays a massive part in both of these videos, and I do think it is a bit <laughs> the, the thing that sometimes comes back to me is a, a chess quote, <coughs> which is like I'm bumping into him and there's like a new four one out, and I was like, oh, what's that new four one out? He's it like, it's some skating on a tape. <laughs> which yeah. which is what a lot of skate videos could be boiled down to some skating on a tape yeah, this, like, this
1: definitely this, is not just some this definitely
0: is not it. some skating on a tape this is <laughs> like somebody's somebody's really thought about everything yeah, that goes every into this.
1: every single part of it
0: and the music equally equal, you know equivalent to the skateboarding in a way and the filming and all the rest of it Cool. So maybe we can move on to the Atlantic Drift part, which is the Bangkok one, uh, with Tom Knotts, Casper Rucker, Chris Jones,
2: Cyrus Bennett, Remy, Matt Nick Stain, Sylvan. a the people. whole people. The whole gang. The whole gang's there for this. The one. whole gang's yeah. here. yes. Which is which makes and, you wonder uh, that if if they hadn't have uh, pulled the plug on the Atlantic Drift board company, what would the Atlantic Drift edits be looking like? now.
0: Well, pretty fucking heavy pretty well, much. No. Yes, it would have turned
1: into fucking Ty Evans shit with somebody wearing a helicopter on their head film, <laughs> filming people doing front salads down a 20.
2: But if these, if they did turn into brand edits and stop being a crew edit, do, well, you, do you think that like Nick Stane and uh, Cyrus Bennett and well, no, would still I mean, be involved? Be anything, or, would or, or would it just, would it just be uh, Knox and Casper and like, the, you know, the, the drift board team?
1: Yeah, I mean, I get, he He's sort of he alludes days. to that, doesn't he? And uh, have you read the Thrasher article yeah, that Jacob yeah. wrote, I had a, where I he sort of, through it. yeah, I mean, he, I think he meant, he, you know, they won't be able to do the same edits if they had done a board company and maybe there's too much. Yeah, it's probably for, for the, from a selfish point of view of wanting to enjoy the videos, it's probably better that it's like this, isn't it? Rather than yeah, a, I
0: mean, to be to be honest, it's like who do I mean? Not being funny, but who'd want to run a board company these days? Well, like, one one so... of the
1: three of us does, so ask him. Not me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah. like, surely that's hard, that's hard work, you know? It,
1: yeah. it seems harder Don't than teaching right. burglars about poetry, if I'm
0: honest. Well, exactly. It really is. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, yeah, like, um, I'm glad that the crew is able to um, be as... Eclectic as it is, and that hopefully, like you know, from Bangkok onwards onto whatever the next day they they do, like it can continue to be that eclectic, and they can get more random. Yeah, because it's been involved. ages since
1: the last one, hasn't it? How long's it been since there was uh, the? Atlantic well, they did the Istanbul video, like...
2: one, didn't they? They did the Istanbul one, yeah. not, not too yeah. long ago.
1: Oh yeah, but had yeah. been filmed a long time ago, hadn't it? I yeah,
2: think. I think like Jake getting COVID's definitely
1: affected the the output of yeah, the crew. Yeah. Um, yeah well i mean that's part of the subtext of the company not happening as well isn't it which again is in that interview on the thrasher website it's um yeah i've got some friends my well, a friend actually was from thailand and i sent this over i said oh watch this and she was like oh it's so sick that they've got loads of monitor, li- monitor lizards in it but i think having read that thrasher article the the fact that there were monitor lizards was Whoever booked the Airbnb for this trip booked it in, like, the middle of nowhere. And all the there There's, like, no skate spots. And it was a 30- or 40-minute skate to the nearest bus stop or something. Did the research <laughs> there, then. Well, you know. <laughs> How long did they take? for? To, uh, it six month. months. Six months, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> six, six years. I don't know. Uh, quite a while, I think. But let's be fair, right? If someone's paying for you to go to Thailand to film and edit... And they obviously knew that all those spots were there because some of these spots are a fucking joke how good they are. You're not going to go for three days, are you? You're going to go for as long as possible.
2: But it's a joke how good some of these spots are, but then they're not above going to Bangkok and then skating like a council metal skate park.
1: Yeah, yeah, that looks the top notch. Thirty no, three, three flip in the line. Yeah, and then even like one of the, the the
2: the plaza spot that's underneath a bridge. There's just like an abandoned quarter pipe that they're just keeping. Yeah, the car yeah.
1: Around. Is that the spot with the like two step marble ledges? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that Asper does the crook grind backside, whatever one eight backside revo, whatever you want to call it. Out. That spot looks insane because there's that company Preduce, isn't there, which is from Bangkok. And on some of their videos, some of these spots are there. But this is the first time that the the like wider skate public have probably seen all this stuff, which is making me wonder if Bangkok's like going to become the new sort of Barcelona.
2: Well, now. you know, now. like when
1: people who? like that,
2: Barney Page, is he? Yeah, like I said on his he's Instagram probably been there today, bunch though, he? he's he's skating the you know the the where Knox does the switch heel, you know where Knox does, where does the switch yeah, heel, like he was skating yeah. that spot. Today, oh the
1: the green down thing. Yeah, in the middle of the sets of stairs. Yeah, yeah. Like people so. are going to start going there because, like, you know, like when all the pros went to Barca, it was about all about debauchery and then like filming crazy manual tricks, wasn't it? And obviously that, you know, that's a destination for both of those as well. It'd be interesting to see if it becomes like a a popular place for people to go. It's quite expensive to fly there still though.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's cheap to get there, but once you get there. Mm.
1: I think once you get there, it's
0: quite, quite easy to live there, yes. Quite cheap, but yeah. Uh, but well, yeah there's,
1: there's there's fucking all saints, there's, pure shores. Go on, Jay. Yes.
0: Well, this is, uh, this is uh, I put like postmodern video music with like Moby and stuff like that. Well, it's from the beach, isn't it? Harking back from, also, but Harking back to like feedback and stuff like that. Yeah, is I mean, beach, it's on like, fit fe- yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. People
1: were arguing, was it feedback or, oh, or the reason that it's
0: on? Maybe the it was the reason, the reasonable the reason feedback that yeah, people yeah. were fighting. It's reason. feedback, yes. though, isn't it? It's the
2: slam, slam section or stress section or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It's
0: very so, Ty it,
1: Evans that song, isn't it? Let's be fair. Very
0: Ty Evans. I put Ty Evans. Yes, but it's <laughs> you know, but that's. I I think that's interesting that you know someone has a kind of a uh, uh, a grasp of skate history and skate kind of like video stuff like that and it's like you know. Oh, <laughs> with like things like Moby and stuff like It's like. It's part of me that kind of like thinks, oh, So this is quite good, but I kind of go, "Is it good? I don't know."
1: <laughs> well, it I is because we're out. talking about is it. And it's got, it got. Let me see how many real views really, it's got. Yeah. Hang on, yeah. hundred and two thousand or something. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, exactly. It's definitely not us. Like, all saints is clearly sick. They're
2: heading for yes. Christmas
1: number one this year. And <laughs> it shout out Shaznay Lewis, yeah. man. Big <laughs>
2: <Nice. All Saints>. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I'm glad to see Mike Arnold excelling himself in the productivity oh, no.
1: <laughs> work <laughs> rate, second to norm.
2: All the way to Bangkok and filming a clip. But you know, he's working on the Adidas added. He's probably with filming Day an One, Adidas
1: or an Isle thing, which he's, is where it's meant the to be doing. doing it's in meant
2: it, to be doing a part with Day One, right? Oh Mike, shit! Mike yeah, yeah, versus yeah, yeah, day one. Friday, as with Jake's, well, I'm in that case case we, we can let him off for the single oh, yeah. trick. It's all good, yeah, unless bad. there's no footage from good. Bangkok in his section.
1: Did you see <laughs> that somebody put on slap? Hang on, what's the quote? I've written it down. Uh, all right, boys, get your shirts off. It's time for slow motion out of focus in the water shots. Yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up and do it or film more tricks. <laughs> 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 Which obviously isn't a diss because the fuck this edit's amazing and all the scales are yeah. amazing. I just like, I would be hyped if it was me if, like, you b- make a video and people want to talk about it at all because there's so much shit. So if someone's saying funny shit, you've obviously done something, done something correct. Uh, I like that, you know, the Chris, uh, Chris Jones switch, Ollie. It's at the beginning, isn't it? And he's got his big headphones on and All Saints are playing and then he slams and you can hear the construction noise and then you're like, okay, it's just to switch Ollie and then you see it again. And then the right at the end, you see it again and then he does the gap to switch manual. Like, you know, all the stuff we were saying about Quentin's attention to detail, all of it is applicable to what Jake does as well.
0: I think that's what links these two parts. I think there's like a, there is a, a kind of bigger picture and a kind of like a a thing which is a, a, you know, like a complete package of like what the filmmaker wants you to see with with what's presented to you with those things. With both these two last videos, I think. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, Cyrus Bennett looks like Dominic Cummings. I need to say that.
0: (laughs) Once (laughs) you realise
1: that that's the truth, you'll never be able to look at him the same way again. Even though he's one of the most exciting skateboarders in the world, and I, I heard think. you
2: know all of his random stuff that he does, like the the pole jam wally through the through the goal pass and everything like that. Apparently, it doesn't take him that long. It looks like it's all like fling and hope, doesn't it? Apparently,
1: it's not. Which But then, if you look at the way he late. does that kickflip over that big thing, where he like catches it on his back, back foot, 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 and foot and he goes front, to his he's obviously foot. like pinnacle. Like ability or pinnacle catch ability, which yeah. maybe applies to that thing you're talking about as well, where Magnetic it's near feet speed, almost. you can just catch it.
2: Yeah. Because that was like, I'm sure it's been mentioned somewhere else, but like Keenan's switch flip over the picnic table was like, Yeah, like bouncing off, off his foot. foot. And that was yeah. like, that was the same, but
1: regular. I mean, that, that, like we got go back to what we were saying at the beginning about it not becoming a brand, like you're not going to see. You have to wait for like limousine videos to see footage of Cyrus and that, really. But now there's like another outlet that gives them an opportunity to do stuff and, and us, like as fans or whatever, to see sure. more of it. You know what I mean? Well, that's, like, the,
0: the rad thing is like, oh, who's going to be on the next Atlantic Drift Part Could be anybody. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the, the, that,
1: the crew you know? they've got solid in it as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: they did
2: it's that right, catfish yeah. clip with it. It was Shane O'Neill. And it was like, oh, Shane O'Neill's in oh, New York. and yeah, Atlantic Drift Crew. <laughs> It's like that's yeah, pretty rare. Yeah, pretty yeah random. like
1: Jesse Alba was in other ones. and
2: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, like they're not afraid, afraid of throwing Alba, yeah. wild cards in there.
1: No, yeah. no. Darius Hazard flip and down that massive double set, which yes. I'm reliably yeah, informed not, from yeah. the Thrasher article was on the first day of the skate trip. I wanted to ask you this, Joel. So if you're going on a skate trip and you're like with heavy dudes and not, you're the like kind of the youngest guy. Would it be strategy to try and do your gnarliest trick on the first day or as as an ex-sponsored skater or would you wait to the end? Or do you know what I mean? It seemed like a ballsy move well, to me that.
0: Depends. Depends if you're like I was always on the, the fucking B list. <laughs> 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 any any heavy any heavy hitters I went with landscape trips were always like out the back of a car and like you were sleeping in a fucking ditch or something like that. So <laughs> It's quite different, but if I went on a blueprint trip, I would to have to wait my turn. <laughs> so like, even if you were to land be, it
1: first go, you have to wait till Wednesday oh yeah, to even exactly try it.
0: till fucking like Shire's done his like you know whatever line he wants to do. Baines has done his whatever he wants to do. Everyone's fucked and was like, oh, he got two seconds now. Can I can I do a trick? Yeah. Mm. So depends what depends what trip you're on. So if you can't like,
1: speak to that, well either way, then let's just give Darry if you're on if
0: you're on if you're you know like on the not necessarily top of the goal sheet, but a couple of couple of pecs down there, maybe yeah. you did to do that. In
1: a different like you're going to come yeah. in hard, aren't you? And that is a it's a yeah. very nice hard flip, and he's got it shelter. Is, uh, that was a good hard flip. Yeah, you've just yeah. got no grip at all, so that is scary. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was a, yeah, that was impressive. I like that.
2: Back to top. Cyrus's top. kickflip. I've got down here. Oh yeah. Um, more yes. Basario in Life Spice than the Ragdoll in Slaughterhouse. Oh, strong
1: work, <laughs> right? Liked it. Good reference In, in was, reference
2: to the front foot catch.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it should be stinking, <laughs> but when it's done at that speed and yeah. that the way he pops his board and everything, it's so yeah. fucking exciting. You know, like the one that
2: Basario did in uh, his Life Spice part for workshop. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah. Of, yeah. The, when he had that crazy punk tune. Yes. Like that, that was like front mm. foot catch, but. Pinnacle, mm-hmm. not like not like Ragdolls. And then ragdolls thought, was
1: obviously was pinnacle in a different way. Big up Ragdoll. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Casper's back. I like when Casper does a backsmith and Ollie's out of it really high. Do
0: you know what I like it when Casper does pretty much fucking anything. To Me honest. too, but, but yeah. the
1: backsmith Ollie out's become <laughs> a bit of a trademark frame, for him, hasn't yeah, it? Jesus has. yeah. I'm, like I'm, I'm really
2: enjoying uh, like Cas Casper's like uh, Baker Pro era.
1: Yeah, is, man. It's, well, there's clearly it's, it's, going it's to be a part coming, isn't there? I was
0: going to say that there's a part of fucking brewing, isn't there? It's just it's going to fucking knock but him over But Baker t- has, has a death wish, be a wish too,
2: because b- like knowing what Casper's yeah. like and knowing how like humbly is and modest modest is about stuff, I can imagine that like I don't know, it's like for him it must be a bit of a head fuck to be mm. seen on Mate, that sort on,
1: of level. Man, come on, getting a pro board on Baker's going to be an head fuck for anyone, isn't it? Like. Legit oh. Ed Fuck. Yeah, for sure. But like, but he, yeah, but like, like you know, he,
0: like, like Reynolds and all those guys are like his heroes. so like Yeah, you yeah, get yeah. That call is yeah. like a pretty, you know, like, you know, Tony Hawk phoning you up and being like, do you want to <laughs> run off a It was do obviously
1: all beings. of our hero.
2: He's like, like, like Casper's been incredible, like, forever. But I, mm. like, since getting on Baker, like, he's risen to the occasion, hasn't he? Like, you yeah, can't yeah, deny that. Sure. Like, that free yeah. interview, the stuff that he's got in his free interview is. Is insane and the stuff in here is yeah, insane. yeah And he's really. saying good shit as well. And he's he's just a nice. He's clever, been such a like a, a humble, lovely human. And yeah. like I'm I'm fucking so hyped to see this next Baker. Yeah, Bay- Baker has a death wish yeah. too, or whatever he's filming for. Yeah, completely. Baker well, has just, a Casper yeah. Brooker. He does. or oh, Casper's got a death <laughs>
0: wish da- I met Casper when he was like thirteen or fourteen or something like that when he wrote for heroin and was just like he was like Jaggins hard down
2: South Bank seven kid. And now, yeah, now look just, at him.
1: Uh, what else have I got? Um, Tom Knox, s- love... Skater of the Year. Yeah, standard. If he doesn't I've win got, it, I've
0: got, I've got Skater of the Year slash Dad of the Year. Well, yes, both.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Uh, Uncontested, surely.
0: Uh, is, there, is, there, is there another part in his sleeve at the beginning? Yeah, he's
2: for, sure, for sure. For sure, there's going to the yeah. be. Like, whether he knows it or not, like he's having a Skater of the Year run. And I think like New New Balance are obviously like helping, and Dickies are helping, and the fact that Thrasher fucking love him as well is like yeah yeah exactly, man. yeah, like it could which go again to,
1: he's fucking brilliant, and it's really heartwarming because yeah, he's good, really, yeah. really really nice, yeah, and like humble and cool and. Yeah.
2: Fantastic. And if you if you compare him to Tyshon, can you imagine that if he gets Skater of the Year this year, and it's like a dad of five or four yeah, from, isn't it? from London, like he's following Ooh. on from like Tyshawn having gotten it twice, you know. It's like
1: I was trying to think apart from we had this conversation before, didn't we? there's not that many non American um skaters of the year, is there? There's obviously David like, Gonzalez. Je- David Jeff Arto, but Apple Appleyard, Arto I mean it's still more than fifty percent American, is. isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah for sure. Yeah Milton Martinez and just one more I think but I can't think of what it is, but yeah it, it'll be interesting but I, there's no reason for them him not to get it is there because like you said Thrasher like him Thrasher love him
2: they've like back mm. him so hard
1: it's so true but it's so just, sick yeah,
0: to you, see
2: you,
0: mm. you never know with that stuff it, you always kind of feel like it's you never know what's going on with the, with the machinations of you know all those things and, yeah
1: uh, yeah yeah do you two think that, that like... Max Palmer looks like Frank Stevens or is it just me
0: Oh, no, he does look like Frank Stevens. All right, okay. Yeah.
1: That's good. It's I the, thought I was losing uh, it. it was the, right. re, it's it's like, the
0: receder. That, you know.
1: Yeah, receder and shorts with dark, dark socks.
0: Yes, yeah. I, I mean, I'm a Max Palmer fan. He's amazing. And Frank Stevens. Yeah, Steven, me too. Obviously, but yeah, they're both sick, but yeah. Mm. What else so are I was
1: going to put in there? Imagine going on a trip with Tom Knox, knowing that he's going to film 20 times more footage than you are. That must be quite <laughs> gnarly. And be really nice about it as well. He does a uh, kickflip, backsmith 180 out in a line in this, which is really beautiful. It's super but rapid, super isn't it? Dip. It's like, yeah.
2: Whoosh. I enjoyed seeing Chris Jones' stuff in this too because Chris is, Chris is the best. Chris Jones is fucking amazing. You always want to see more yeah, out of Chris. Amazing. And then yeah, he had really like good, the yeah. switch Ollie at the start and then maybe a couple of tricks sprinkled throughout and then like at, like he came in at the
1: end. Well, it looks like he opened up the grass thing as well, isn't he? He's the first person to do a yes. trick on that weird grass pyramid. Yeah. That was nice, yeah. Have we talked about Chiron's line with the kickflip backside and slide shove
2: it? Oh, yeah, Chiron's up there with Mike in terms of how much footage he's got in this, right? It's our clip. Yeah, but fuck me. That kick, flip, trick Oz, is. yeah. He's got a
0: couple of clips. It's
2: like, yeah. it's it's like you're, you're, the, yeah. how, you're the best skateboarder in the world and you, you do one line.
1: Hmm. But is there not a nod to that in the edit, don't you think, when there's that footage of him in the boat and everyone's, like, sat expectantly looking out onto the horizon and he's lying on the floor with a towel over his head? Yeah, I guess that, that's,
2: what's make Kyren, that's what makes Kyron Kyron, I guess.
1: Yeah, is it? Like, that's why he's really, like, exciting because he might just go to sleep all day. Were you there in Bristol on that night tour when he tried to... He did that nose blunt transfer on Little Lloyd's, right? No. He did, we counted it. It was like 130 plus tries or something. He just kept doing it until he rode away from it perfectly. It was mental, like the athletic stamina or whatever you want to call it for somebody who clearly likes to have a pint now and again.
0: <laughs> well, good. again, you know, if you could do, do both, straddle both you know, well, things, that's all good. I guess. Yeah, great.
1: Hang on then. What else have I put? Oh, yeah, put that switch heel is fucking demented. Imagine trying to do a trick and go down that backwards. Like, what the fuck? It's so gnarly, but without being like, look at how gnarly I am. Do you know what I mean? It's subtle and understated like everything that Knox does.
0: But that's like, you know, sort of with skating stuff is like you pull down things to just the, the basic space, you know, it's just mm. like – You have to do this and stay on your board and that's it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like not get off or fall off. I mean, he's not a guy that you
1: normally see looking like he's, you know, like close to eating shit. But every time anyone does a trick down that green cycle path thing on this video, like the zoom ins on their face, you can see how insane (laughs) it is, that spot.
0: Some real real shit, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Cool. Amazing. I think we've kind of, Cover everything. Is it? Everybody want anything? To I don't say think
1: I've got much else, else Rye?
2: Uh Not in regards to Atlantic Drift. Just apart from Casper's out doing all of the limousine dudes on like speed,
1: length of grind, pop, power. But you know, length of grind in particular, he's got down, and he's he's definitely. He's got the thumbs yes. up from the... That was like... A, he's he's, I'm, I'm he's to their to faces. Rhino's yeah. what I'm referring to here. <laughs> Deacon's length of grind test. Yes.
0: <laughs> what, what was
1: that? Deacon's length of grind test. It's what's like that? if you're going to do a grind trick, you have to do the entire obstacle or it's just it's irrelevant.
0: It's irrelevant. Irrelevant, okay, yeah.
1: Well, not irrelevant, but kind of irrelevant. It's quite funny. That's though, probably,
0: so. Come back to Arta, come full circle back to Arthur. Yeah, Arta, yeah. It's kind of like half-cab crook he does around those. Uh, in Man- I think Man- that might have the, been the example those to curved justify legs, the rule. ledges, like he does the whole length of it, and then mm. revert, or then the whole length switch. Then...
1: I mean, I guess if you can. Mm. I must say, though, aside from the obvious, I've enjoyed going to the pub with you both. I look forward to this experience. It's always fun.
0: Well yeah, definitely.
1: As always, gentlemen.
0: Cheers. Catch you in a bit. Big love, cheers. Thanks Uh, again. No
1: worries, Joel. Thank you, man. Speak to you soon. soon.
0: See you later, right? See you Joel. See you in a bit. Bye, 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 bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks to Ben and Rive for being my guests on this week's episode. You can find out more about them by following the links in this podcast description. You can also subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening by searching for The Skate Creative Podcast. And if you have time, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. It really helps the podcast be more visible and reach more listeners. Spotify subscriptions are now live and you can subscribe on the Spotify app or website and copy the RSS feed to any podcast platform you want to listen to. Thank you to all the people who've subscribed already and you can follow us on Instagram at the Skate Creative Podcast for more information about upcoming guests and episodes. Uh, I'm going to try and do possibly two or three more episodes before Christmas, but it's a busy time. I'm working in retail a little bit and this time is living hell. Whoever invented Black Friday, I want to punch them in the face. Uh, but apart from that, I'll be back soon with more episodes. I do hope you join me then. Thanks for listening.